Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. How do we obey God when we can't see what he's doing? How do we put our faith and trust in God when we can't see what he's doing? And years ago, my husband and I, we went to Jamaica on vacation. And so we, if you've ever been there, Ocho Rios, you have Montego Bay. There was this one place that drew us in. And that was the artisan market. And they were making fresh breads. They were making clothing. And there was one guy. And he had this hunk of wood. And he was messing with the wood. And we had no clue what he was doing. And so we walked around, and the next day, that bread was so good, we went back the second time, and I wanted to peek at where he was with that project. And so I looked at it, and he had done a little bit more, but I just couldn't see it. But then the next day, we came back, and all of a sudden, that hunk of wood became the most beautiful fish that he had carved out of a block of wood. You see, the master carver had it in mind. And poor Pastor Carlos said, he said, no, you ain't bringing that home with us, are you? He's like, you know it's not going to fit in a suitcase. I was like, I know. He goes, you know it's not going to go in the overhead. I was like, I know. He was like, you're kidding. We're going to carry this fish all the way home. So we're going through customs and going home with that beautiful fish. You see, the master, we couldn't figure out what it was. But the master had it in his mind all the time. He knew exactly what he was doing, what he was looking at. He knew the end before the beginning. You know, oftentimes we don't see the big plan. Oftentimes we don't see, you see, we saw a block of wood, but he saw a beautiful fish. We see problems, but God sees solutions. You see, in our own human minds, We can't comprehend how God could take us through the storm of our life and bring us out on the other end. Amen. You know, today there are enemies of our faith. There is enemies going against your mindset and your ability to believe in God and trust in God. And one of them is fear. One of them is doubt. Maybe there is past failures in your life or lack of resources. And you say, God can't do this. I mean, it's been spoken over me but I don't know how he's going to do it. Sometimes we say, well, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks or I don't know the right people or the right connections. Fear can block your blessing. In the Bible, we read about Noah, and this is a man who put his trust in God even when he did not understand what was going on. In the Bible, we read in Genesis 6, 5 through 8, it says, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of human race had become on the earth and that every inclination, every thought of human heart was evil at the time. The Lord regretted. Look at what it says in verse 6. It says, the Lord regretted it. Have you ever regretted any decision you've made in your life? 
Can you imagine God saying, uh, making the earth and making it beautiful and making it perfect and providing for us. And all of a sudden it comes to a point where God says, I regret it. He said, I regret that I made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I'm just going to wipe them from the face of the earth, the human race I've created. And with them, the animals, the birds, the creatures that moved along the ground. For I regret that I made them. But it says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You see, there was a time in the Bible when God saw how wicked and corrupt man had become. It must have been pretty bad at that time for God to say, I regret it. It's all got to go. I'm going to wipe it all away. But the Bible says there was one. Amen. It just takes one. The Bible says that God gave Noah favor because he was blameless and righteous. And God commands Noah to build an ark. You see, what you have to understand about that is up until the point that God says, hey, I want you to build this great ark, it had never rained upon the earth. God asked him to do something that was absolutely crazy. And he asked Noah to build this monstrous boat. And he said, take two of every creature, his sons and their wives, and they board the boat. And do you know that although it rained 40 days and 40 nights, that they stayed on that boat for almost a year? See, sometimes we get caught in the Sunday school lesson and we just remember the little songs of 40 days and 40 nights. But God asked Noah to do something that had never been done. And God asked us to do things. Sometimes that in our life, we have to trust in him with a different kind of faith. This is a task that you're having to deal with. A walk that you've never had a walk before. This is a mountain that you've got to overcome. You've never overcome it before. And sometimes in our life, God will ask us to do things that we have never done before. You see, it seemed strange to Noah that God said, Hey, Noah, big drops are going to come out of the sky. I can see Noah now if you say so. Right? Sometimes God asks us things or tells us things and you just can't see it in our human mind. But look, we see rain all the time. We were in Florida. Man, it rained like somebody was letting buckets out. It was unbelievable. But Noah had never seen rain before. The man, 600 years old, and God goes, build an ark. Sometimes we think we're past our moment. Have you ever felt that way? God can't use me anymore. There's nothing that I can do. And God goes, oh, wait a minute, but I got a plan. I have an assignment with your name on it. And so the man was 600 years old. And whether it rained or not, he told the Lord, yes. You see, Noah chose to listen to God and believe in God. And look at God. He doesn't ask you to set up anything without giving you instructions. I was in Ikea recently. Have you ever been to Ikea? It's a trap. It's an absolute trap. And there's only one way in and there's one way out. But you can't get out until you've walked the entire store. And so you, and look at what they do. Right on the middle floor, they provide you with an affordable meal. Swedish meatballs. Now they really set us up because my husband's vegan. They had vegetable balls and Swedish meatballs. One for each of us. When it comes to you, you have to put the whole thing together. 
But guess what it comes with? Plans. And all the screws belong to the plans. I love it when my husband said, baby, I put it together. I got six screws left. We didn't even need that. About a year later, the sinking shelf on the bookshelf. I said, honey, why is that leaning? We didn't need those screws. No, look at this. Baby, I did this without the instructions. How many times do we do things without the instructions? But look at what, look at what God told him. He said, build a boat that's 510 feet long, 85 feet wide, 51 feet high, and it easily housed several thousand animal kinds God brought to Noah. Just this past year, uh, we got to go on one of the best vacations of our life, and we went to see Noah's Ark out in Kentucky. It will blow your mind. If you ever wondered how God did it, you're going to go there and see this replica of the ark, and it'll every question you ever had was answered. See, God is the architect, and he has a design for your life. Amen? See, you may not understand how it's going to come together. He speaks to each of us, and he guides our every step. The challenge is this, is that you and I, man says, show us, God, and then I'll trust you. And God says, no, trust me, and then I'll show you. Amen? You see, we may not get it. You might not see it. As a mom, as a wife, there's been things that we've gone through in our life, and I just didn't get it. I didn't see it. I, I can't see my way out of the tunnel. I couldn't see the light at the end of the darkness. You see, I remember one summer we took the kids on vacation. And so I am laying there as calm as I could be on this lawn chair reading a book. But my husband stands up, and I guess he saw a sign or something. He said, hey, baby, I'm taking the kids, and we're swimming with the sharks. I said, no, you're not taking my babies and swimming with the sharks. He said, look, you sit there and read your book. We are going to go swim with the sharks. So I did what every good wife would do. I laid right back down on my chair with my book, and I began to read it while he went off with the kids. But the title of my book was Faith and Fear Can't Coexist. And so I'm reading this book, and about halfway through it, I felt something come over me, and I said, I am not going to be bound by fear. And I put that book down, and I walked over to where they were swimming with the sharks. So I get there, and the lady goes, don't worry. That, those words right there. Don't worry. I said, well, I wasn't worried until I walked in here. Don't worry. They all stay at the bottom. You're barely going to see them, put the goggles on, they stay at the bottom. I was like, okay, okay. I get in, put the, the flippers on, I got my snorkel, got my mask, but I was like, you know, it's good enough that I'm in the water, I'm not looking down. So I just start, she did say one thing, don't make a big splash. So I begin to swim little by little by little, and then I said, no, 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 I have got to face my fears and I'm sticking my head into the water. I looked down, and a five-foot shark had not, it wasn't on the bottom. He was on the bottom of me. And I felt something, so I looked down. I was like, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I was speaking in tongues. I was praying in other language, mysteries, I mean, and the whole thing. And I made it all the way to the end, and I faced my fear. I got out of there, and I stood up screaming like I won a gold medal. That's not the sharks I'm talking about today. See, that was something I faced, but how many of you know there's distraction that the enemy wants to use in our life? See, he wants to distract us and take us away from the God opportunity. You see, we did that vacation, 
And I was able to um, put my faith to test. But maybe God has been telling you to step out. He's telling you to step out with a job or a business or maybe a relationship. Maybe you're hearing the voice of God asking you to do something that you just can't fathom in your mind. Maybe somebody prophesied a word on your life, but you haven't seen it come to fruition because you just can't figure it out. See, God's not asking you to architect it, design it, or figure it out. He's asking you to trust in him. Amen? Do you realize that God is asking Noah to do something that would make the community look at him like he was crazy? See, when you're sold out for God, sometimes people might call us fanatics. They might call you a little crazy. But the Bible goes on to say this. The rain fell and the floodwaters rose for the ark 40 days. But Noah and his family were safe. Noah had unwavering faith when God warned him about the flood. How many times has God warned us about situations? We're watching this pan out in Ukraine and we're so used to watching movies that it's like we're watching something that's really not existing. But how many of you know it is? In Hebrews 11:7, it says, By faith Noah, when warned about things that were not seen, in holy fear he built an ark to save his family. See, sometimes God will ask you to do things you don't understand. It's never rained like that in your life before. You don't even have the plans to put the boat together. But God told you to do it and he'll provide the way. Amen? You know, there's a couple lessons that we can learn from the life of Noah. And the first one is you have to walk close to God to hear God. Have you ever tried to call your child and they're yelling across the room? Or you call their name and they say, yeah, what, what, mommy? And they're screaming. I say, you better run in here, boy. But if I say your name, you better come near me so you can hear me. See, if you want to walk with God, you have to hear him. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, it says in Genesis 6, 8. He was righteous and blameless. And he was somebody who walked with God. And when evil was all around him, how many of you know sometimes we're in our workplace and evil is all around us? We're watching the news and evil is all around us. It says that Noah had a right relationship with God and he stood out. Do you stand out? If being a Christian was a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Do you stand out the way Noah stood out? You see, we say that we walk with God because when you walk with God, you hear God's voice. Does that make sense? Amen? Well, if you're walking with God, you're not walking in the opposite direction. Because if I'm walking in the opposite, God's saying, do this. You say, well, God, I'm going to do this. God says, I'm going to make a way. And you say, I don't see the way. God says, I have a plan. You say, I don't have the provision. You're walking in the opposite direction. And if you walk in the opposite direction, you're not going to be able to hear the voice of God. You see, when you walk with God, you're aligning yourself with God's will. I know my husband's voice. I could be on the other side of Walmart if I hear his voice. It's because we're together all the time. I know, I know where he is. I recognize him. But if you're only reading your Bible when your pastor reads it to you in a sermon, you might not know the voice of God. When you only worship the 30 minutes on a Sunday and you're lost the rest of the week, it's because you're not hearing the voice of God. 
And so you have to align and walk in a rhythm with the Lord. Amen. Leonard Ravenhill once said, smart men walked on the moon. Brave men walked on the ocean floor. But wise men walk with the Invite Lord. Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.